0: Look, the days are coming. This is the Lord's declaration. When I will raise up a righteous branch for David, he will reign wisely as king and administer justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. This is the name he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Look, the days are coming. The Lord's declaration will no longer be said, As the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites from the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the land of the north and from all the other countries where I had banished them. They will dwell once more in their own land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the first reading the old testament reading uh, for the first sunday in advent as we are beginning a new church year here this coming week this coming sunday and as we've been announcing for a while we're beginning a new lectionary we have been doing the narrative lectionary and some special series and now we're going to do the one-year lectionary the historic one-year lectionary the lectionary that that luther preached out of and many other churches still preach out of this this one-year rotation where Uh, Every Sunday, you'll know it's the first Sunday of Advent because you show up and it begins this way. And and I love the first Sunday of Advent in uh, the historic lectionary for a lot of reasons. You'll find out more as we get closer to the gospel reading. But um, this text I love. It's one of those Advent texts that we should just cling to and devour it and love it and desire to hear it. Every day of our lives. Look, the days are coming. There's a time coming. This is the Lord's declaration. I love how the Christian Standard Bible says it. This is the Lord's proclamation. This is his sermon. He's preaching this to you. Have your ears open to hear. When I will raise up a righteous branch for David. There's so many implications there. For instance, the fact that uh, David, yes, he was a man after God's own heart in many respects, in the, in the fact that he desired to, to serve God and return to God. But he was not a righteous man. You read his story. He was a pirate. You know, he was almost a gangster. <laughs> he was not a good dude. He's not some hero that we should be going, Oh, I'm going to be like David, yes, for any other reason than we say, I'm going to be like David and need a savior. Um, but here he says, I'm going to raise up a righteous branch. That, that the stump of Jesse is all that remains that the the kingship has technically been destroyed in the sense that that the the, the uh, world of Israelite kingdoms are coming to an end here as Jeremiah is seeing that the kingdom of Judah is under attack that that the kings that he is, prophesying under in the sense of, of they're the kings during his time of ministry are not good people. They really aren't. Some of them try, but they're not really good people. And he's saying, well, God's gonna take care of this problem. God's gonna take care of the fact that whoever you voted for in the last election didn't win. Or you voted for them and they're not doing what you want them to do. Or you voted for them and they're not working hard enough to do whatever. Well, God's going to take care of that, and he's going to raise up a righteous branch in the lineage of David. Who do you think that is, maybe? Could it be Jesus? Yes, (laughs) that's who we're alluding to here. He will reign wisely as king, which is different than these other kings, and administer justice and righteousness in the land which is different than all these other kings. How many of you get frustrated with your politicians because they're not administering justice or righteousness in the way that you think? And if we think that way, how do you think God sees it? It's probably the reason why Christ is going to come again to judge the living and the dead, to make the right decisions about the ones who are alive and the ones who are dead in faith. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely a proclamation of the promise that God is going to deliver, that God is going to redeem again. He's done it before, and he's going to do it again. This is the name he will be called, this king, this righteous branch that that the Lord is going to raise up. What is he going to be called? He is going to be called Yahweh Tzikinu, meaning the Lord is our Righteousness. What this means is that, number one, this branch is going to be the Lord. Okay? This branch is going to be the Lord, number one. Number two, he's going to be this righteous branch. He's going to embody righteousness. That's all he's going to be is righteousness. And whose righteousness is he going to be? Ours. That you have no righteousness. But he's going to come and he's going to be your righteousness. He's going to be your enoughness. He's going to be your justification. He's going to be your goodness. He's going to be your forgiveness. He's going to do all these things. Then look, the days are coming when it will no longer be said, I love this, as the Lord lives who brought the Israelites from the land of Egypt. It's no longer going to be talked about as, well, this thing that God did, you know, thousand years ago, twelve hundred years ago, whatever the timeline is from from Moses to Jeremiah. That was all fine and dandy. (laughs) And he says, but no, something else is going to change as the Lord lives who brought and led the descendants of the house of Israel from the land of the north and from all the other countries where I had banished them. That it's going to be this impactful thing of God doing something for this coming generation. And that is how Christ comes to you, church. He doesn't wait for you to to sit around and and think or hope or or pray that, 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 that maybe Jesus might be for you. No, what he's saying is that he's going to be for you. That he is going to come and redeem you. He's going to capture you. He's going to make you his own. That is what he's going to do. That is his work. That is his righteousness at play. And that is what we see in Christ. And that is what we see in this Advent. That's what we wait for. We wait for the Lord to return. But even more so, we spend this time in Advent wanting to have our Christ, be our Christ again. This this time as we prepare for the coming of the little child born in Bethlehem is not this time to to, to uh, uh, just have you know, all sorts of Santa Claus stuff and everything else. No, it's quite literally this time of anticipation in which this work that, that is being prophesied about in Jeremiah is coming to fruition again, just as it did 2,000 years ago. Now it's coming to fruition again for you that you might be reminded that this is what Christ has done. This is Christ coming for you. This is Christ being raised up as this righteous branch, being born into the world, taking on human flesh, that he might die, taking on your sins and burying them in the grave and rising to new life, that he might forgive you always and grant you life in his name. So may that be so for you during this Advent time as we are heading into it. And, and may uh, the anticipation of the Christ child be all things for you of love and, and joy and peace and happiness, knowing that this Christ has come for you. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put uh, upon us the armor of light Now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow with our song.